Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. What's up, guys? It's Terry here. Uh, I'm being joined by Jacob. And today we're going to talk about a fun little system we've had in place. Uh, we call it like the TFF accountability system. And we've had it around for just about a year now. I think almost exactly a year. In fact, it may even be just like one week shy of the exact yeah. date we started it. Yeah. Um, but more or less, it's been around for like 52 weeks is kind of what we're rounding it to. And, and was, we've already talked previously about how Jacob's going on a six-month uh, kind of like mission trip or he's going to be away for a while. So he's like pausing his businesses. And obviously the system is one of the things we're also pausing. And we thought it would be a cool, like a convenient time to just kind of press pause on the system, do a recap and kind of see what we learned, kind of share what the system is to you guys in case you want to implement something similar in your own lives. And um, you'll get to hear all about it. So without further ado, oh, um, one thing I will, will mention is as we're recording, my connection is a little bit unstable. So there may be a couple of times where I cut out for just a little bit. If you hear some kind of like, I don't know, s- s- static or something, that might be why. So I apologize. We'll try to edit out any particularly uh, annoying parts, but uh, hopefully it'll stay stable. Anyways, without further ado, I'll let Jacob um, kind of give you an update or not an update, but a, a little bit of a story or a recap on how this all even came to be and got started and uh, basically a little bit of the history. Yeah. Um, I think I'm trying to reflect on how exactly this started, uh, but essentially I remember last summer, the summer of 2021, having a vision for something uh, that could kind of hold our TFF members accountable. At the time, it was just myself, Terry and Donnie. Um, and so we had all these goals, all these things we wanted to accomplish but I remember seeing a theme within our team of not much being done um, on a week-to-week basis. And so I, I thought, what if we could set up some sort of goals on a, on a recurring basis that would allow us to really measure um, how much we're getting done and how much progress we're making on TFF? Um, so I think that's where the vision kind of came from. So we started to brainstorm this. I brought it up to Terry and Donnie. Um, and then we kind of just tried to discuss like what this could actually look like. Um, and, and Terry's going to explain what it looks like in a second. But I, I, for whatever reason, Donnie wasn't too interested in what we were setting up because it ended up being more of a personal thing um, than a TFF thing. And you'll see why in a second. Um, and so she was just like wanting to stick to what she was doing. And honestly, out of the three of us, she was probably the most consistent with what she was um, doing. Terry and I were struggling a bit more to get what we wanted to done. Um but I, I'm honestly grateful that it, it shaped up the way it did because it kind of allowed for Terry and I's relationship to branch off of TFF a little bit. Um, and so we can just grow closer in a different way. And then I think it allowed our relationship to be strengthened to the point where Terry could kind of take over TFF now, as we've discussed. Uh, so anyways, that's kind of where it came from. Um, but we ended up setting up this system that has worked well for, yeah, this is our 50th week that we've done it. We just wrapped it up. Um, had our meeting right before this call. We were estimating that we took around two weeks off, maybe around like Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, just to spend time with family over the holidays. Um, so we've done this for about a week, or I'm sorry, for about a year. And it's been a, um, honestly, one of the best, I think, decisions I've ever 
made personally. I think it just helped a ton for my productivity and all that. But we'll get into those takeaways later, um, either in this episode or in future episodes, because we're going to kind of make this a, a little mini podcast series. But anyways, Terry, we've talked enough about this this system. Why don't you actually explain kind of what, what this actually looks like? Sure thing. So my favorite defining, I'll explain more in all the details on how what an actual week looks like. But my, fa- my favorite defining feature of the system is the money. So for everything we've done, it's like it basically you can think of this system as like a glorified to-do list that we meet on a weekly basis to then go over what we failed and what we completed. Um, but every task has a dollar amount assigned to it. And that's my favorite part because I don't, first off, Jacob's like, like a like-minded peer to myself, I would, I would imagine. Um, but I don't know many. He would be crazy enough. Um, first off, to even care um, to like, not many of us at our age are that driven to like have weekly meetings to go over to-do lists. But I know even fewer who would be willing to put their bank account behind <laughs> um, behind those tasks. And um, so, yeah, there were some painful weeks when I would fail every single task for that week. And I'd pay them like, you know, 20 bucks. Now, granted, it wasn't a bunch of money. Um, but there, I mean, it did add up. It, it, it did get painful. Um, so basically, the way the system worked was we would meet. We picked a day. I think it doesn't really matter. At one point, it was Mondays. Then another point, it was like Sundays. It kind of switched um, throughout. But we would pick it. I'm going to explain it in such a way that you can emulate it for you, yourself if you would like. Um, but this is also, you can make changes if you're going to actually implement this to your preferences. But the way we set it up is we picked a day. That's pretty obvious. We picked a day and picked a time when we consistently meet, like meet every week. And you could do this more frequently or less frequently, but I think one week is a pretty good balance. I think if you did it daily, you would get even more benefits out of it. Like it would be even more concentrated like productivity, but it would be, that would be a pretty taxing like that would you have to find someone pretty motivated to do that with you but a weekly is a pretty good middle ground so we picked a day and a time to meet and then during that meeting it oftentimes was around an hour sometimes it'd be really short be like 30 minutes because we didn't have much to talk about other times it was way more than that like two weeks ago we had a meeting that was like two or two and a half hours so it kind of just depends but we enjoyed it we had fun um and and in that meeting we would go over the tasks we had written the week previously. And we have on this Notion page, Notion's an app or a website, it's both. Um, gets really complicated if I tried to explain it, but just go check it out, notion.so. So, so notion.so is what we would use for our to-do list. It's like a shared page if you could both view. Um, and so we would write the tasks out. We would assign a dollar amount to each task for how much we would pay if we failed it. And then... Um, in the weekly meetings, we'd go over what we succeeded, what we failed, kind of give a weekly update. And then we would set the, the following week's tasks. And then we just kind of repeat. And we did that week in and week out over and over and over throughout a whole year. And uh, I won't into like what we all learned from that and the takeaways, we'll get into that in a bit. But I think it's most of what it actually looked like. Um, the only yeah. other thing I think of is we would take a screenshot of each week and add it to add it below the page. Um, and that was a that was a good idea. I think Jacob started that. I wouldn't have thought of that, but it left us with a really good record that we could scroll through and look at all the tasks and what exactly it's like honestly really 
just um, like a walk down memory lane, kind of scrolling through and like, oh yeah, here's the exact tasks that were important to me at this period of time in my life. That you know, kind of reflecting back on what I was doing then, and, and uh, it's just it was cool to see. So that was the other thing. If yeah. I had to recap it all, essentially just it's it's a to do list on a shared page with a dollar amount assigned to each task, and then you meet on a regular basis, give it like a daily or weekly update depending on how frequently you're doing it. Um, update the tasks for the following week and pay each other any fees. So the one thing, one last thing I'll mention. Oh yeah, and take a screenshot and put it down below. Um, down below the page to keep a record. The one other thing I'll mention is the, the dollar amount we assigned to each task was we generally had three tasks we would set per week. So like our three most important tasks. Um, and then we would assign $10 to the first task because that was the most important, $5 to the middle one and $3 to the third task. And so if we failed all of them, you paid 18 bucks. Um, otherwise not. And one last thing I'll mention is that occasionally we would have weeks where he would fail, Jacob would fail his $5 task and I would also fail my $5 task. And so in that case, we wouldn't even bother Venmoing each other because it'd just be a wash. So we call those wash weeks. So if we refer to those later in the episode, you'll get what we're talking about. But that's all I have to say. Yeah, no, that's a great explanation. Um, I Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you covered that all there. I really like the idea we never talked about doing it daily, um, but that reminded me of something we had talked about on one of our calls in the last few weeks was setting up like a daily uh, early morning call with an accountability partner just to stay motivated to get your work done for the day. Um, but I think that'd be a really, really cool idea. If you could set like your top three goals for the day, maybe every morning you and a buddy hop on a call at like nine in the morning, you're like, here's my three goals for the day. Um, and then next morning, 9am, you're like, here's what I accomplished. Here's what I failed at. Here's um, the money I owe you. Ideally, uh, you two kind of like wash each other out over time, right? Like maybe some days you're failing, but then the other days you're, your partner's failing. Um, and so you're kind of washing each other out. Um, in this case, <laughs> we'll get into the stats in a second, but Terry ended up Venmoing me a lot more than I have Venmoed him. And we'll explain why. Um, if, if entrepreneurs consider failing a necessary recipe, a necessary ingredient to success, and I consider myself extremely successful in the lesson because <laughs> I was very good at that part. <laughs> oh man, oh, you're on the fast track for success. No, that's that's funny. Hopefully. But um, yeah, and I think the the screenshots are just such a huge thing to reflect on. Um, I always try to be like very mindful of keeping uh, just good notes and records and whatever of my entire life, just because I want to see that progress, see what we were working on at that exact time, like Terry was talking about. And so that's actually those screenshots is what kind of allowed us today before this call to sit down and reflect on um, what this system has kind of meant for us, both with actual stats, which we're going to get into in a second, um, but also just some other takeaways and patterns that we've recognized. Um, so with that said, I think we're about ready to get into the stats. This is, this is pretty fun, um, at least for nerds like Terry and I. Uh, we enjoyed adding all this up. It took us about an hour, um, but it uh, it was worth it in my mind. So how do you want to do this, Terry? I mean, do you just want to run through the stats and then maybe explain them kind of afterwards? Since I paid a lot more, uh, I'll start with mine and then you can start with yours and then we'll kind of like add any um, thoughts on it. Afterwards. Okay, so sounds good. Some, some funny stats we just thought of or some interesting stats we wanted to see after a year of doing this uh, was one... One thing I'll mention real quick is that 
we scrolled through all the previous weeks, like all the weeks we had done this, the records, we scrolled through the records and tallied up how much, how many tasks we failed and what dollar amount was assigned to those tasks. And we, we tallied up the total of that dollar amount. Um, that total though is different than the actual amount we Venmoed because there was oftentimes weeks where we would wash or um, some other thing. Like sometimes we would give each other like a small little flex on like if a task had a task we had set the week before had changed and we didn't need or want to do it anymore. I guess one is not the right word, but if we didn't need or weren't anticipating, what's going to put it? If it wasn't on our to-do list anymore, but we hadn't updated that yet, sometimes we'd give ourselves a flex there. That was very rare, like once or twice though. Yeah. Um, more often than not, it was a wash, which just meant we failed similar tasks and didn't need to pay. Like there's no point in me Venmoing him five and him Ven- Venmoing me five. So we would just not Venmo at all. That makes that make sense. It's pretty silly swing tour. Yeah. But anyways, the system says I failed $575 worth of tasks. And I actually Venmoed Jacob 368 bucks. Um, a couple of the stats were that I had four perfect weeks, which meant meant that there was four weeks when I completed every single goal I set. But even funnier was there was 12 weeks when I <laughs> failed every single task I set. So that was pretty crazy. That blew my mind when I was adding it up. Um, before I added it up, I was like, Jacob, I bet I had two perfect weeks and you had five. And then once we tell, once we compare them, I was like, oh, that wasn't close at all. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, personally, though, that 368 bucks I paid, I would pay in a heartbeat again. Like that was 100% worth it. Um, probably one of the best $300 I've ever spent. And I would highly recommend it because... Yeah, would the system have worked without the money? Sure, but I don't think it would have been as fun. It wouldn't have been wouldn't have been as motivated to continue doing it. Um, and I think the lessons we learned that this podcast is going to be super helpful for me to recap everything we've learned. But the lessons are going to stick way way better. And I'm not going to lie, there was a few weeks or a few periods of time throughout the last year when I was like, "Man, I'm I'm really sucking at this thing. I kind of I'm tempted to just tell Jacob." I, I suck and I should probably stop before I hemorrhage more money, but I'm glad I didn't because it was always just a little period down, like a down period. And uh, I'd always rebound. Yeah. To a degree. No, man. I overall, think it, it was good. It was good. Yeah. I think it's good that you stuck it out. And like you said, now I think looking back is the best $300 you've ever spent. Um, yeah. I mean, with the money thing, we set pretty small goals comparatively speaking to like what i'm sure like adults with you know w2 jobs could set i mean we had just a ten dollar a five dollar and a three dollar goal um you could up this to 150 30 or if you're not quite at that level or maybe you're even want to do like a smaller amount than me and terry could do five to one whatever i mean that's just kind of what we came up with that i think worked well with where we're both at financially um so yes terry venmoed me you know, what'd you say? 368 for, yeah. uh, an entire year. There was, I'll explain in a second, but some times when I had to Venmo him back quite a bit. So I think he probably ended up spending closer to like a hundred to $200, um, net out of pocket. Uh, and I'll explain why in a minute, but my stats are, uh, I had over the year, 262 failed goals or, uh, $262 worth of failed goals. Um, I had, uh, 16 perfect weeks and then four, no zero 
zero failed weeks, um, meaning I, <laughs> not true. Uh, we're going to explain this in a second, but, um, zero weeks where I completely failed the week. I always would at least get one of my goals done one out of my three goals done. Um, that said, I, I ended up Venmoing Terry quite a bit, um, because I've talked before about my monthly habit tracking system. Um, essentially what I do it's following the two-day rule that's being talked about quite a bit in the self-improvement space, but every day where I fail a habit um, for two or more days in a row, I have to add um, money to a jar. And so I used to do it where every day um, that I failed one of my habits, I would have to add $10 to a jar. Um, and then every time I had a perfect day, I could take $10 out of a jar. So it's incentivizing me to um, essentially have perfect days and fail less often, or at least fail every other day at, uh, worst or best. Uh, and so I ended up morphing that system a little bit to instead, um, be focused on less harsh failures. Cause what would happen is let's say I accidentally slept in. Um, but it was the second day in a row that I'd slept in before I knew it. Just when I woke up, I had already failed the entire day based on how I was running the system because I had um, slept in two days in a row. So it didn't matter whether or not I worked out that day, whether or not I went to bed on time. All my other habits didn't matter because I'd already failed um, according to my system. So I changed it to each habit was tracked individually to where uh, if I failed one habit, it would only add $1 to the jar. Um, but then in order to get any money out, I'd have to get, I track 10 habits. I'd have to get all 10 habits perfect for the day to get any money out of the jar. Um, and so that helped me a lot with not just failing and giving up each day that I failed. Um, but anyways, all that to say, that was a little side tangent, but I en ended up Venmoing Terry, um, $252 for that. So I, I don't know what that math would be. One fifteen, I believe. Um, that Terry was actually, well, no, I guess we had two, sorry, I'm going to do some quick math here. Um, but this right. also says 33 bucks for the system. So yeah, I was good. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. So I think that might mean you were only out of pocket $83, Terry, um, because I ended That's up awesome. Venmoing him back $285, $252 for my, um, my habit tracking but, system and then 33 for my for my systems but that's an example of jacob being very gracious because i wasn't running uh that habit system myself had i the numbers would have been drastically different <laughs> yeah um that's true but i think this is kind of going to be the point i mentioned next is you might look at just the stats we said and be like man like terry is you know terrible at this system compared to jacob <laughs> and like numerically i am but yeah you know, Arguably, yes, but technically, no. Um, and we had this realization kind of too late in the process, but like, I don't know, maybe five weeks ago, around week 45, uh, we had this moment where we were like, Terry, I don't think we are setting goals with the same mindset. And what I mean by this, um, and I want Terry, I want you to explain this in a minute, but I would kind of look at the week ahead and I would say, what are the top three things that I'm going to be spending my time on? So it could be three big projects, could be three small tasks if I can have a shorter week or whatever, or let's say I'm going on vacation. It could be get packed for vacation, enjoy time with family or, or 
hang out with friends. It could be like things I was actually going to spend time on. Um, and so that made it very easy for me to succeed at this system because I was already planning on doing these things. And it was just the top three things I was going to be spending my time on that week. I think Terry looked at it a little more from the perspective of not so much what I'm going to be working on this week, but what I would like to be working on this week, what I would like to be spending with my earth, how I would like to be spending my time um, doing whatever it might be uh, in addition to what he's actually planning on doing. Uh, so it was kind of like these long shot uh, dreams. I mean, not dreams, cause you did get some of them done, but it was just, I think you had harder goals. Um, I noticed in the system, you often had more than three goals. Uh, there was a couple of times where we both did it, but some weeks it'd be like, you had four goals. I only had three goals. Um, so that plays into it. Um, and then I think you were just harder on yourself as well throughout the whole thing. Um, but I think we just had different mindsets with it. And once we kind of got on the same page with that, I think you started to get a lot better about your goals. It'd be interesting to look at that those last five weeks to see how you kind of did. Maybe I'll look at that while you talk next, but um, yeah, just yeah. kind of explain like, like what was your mindset? you mentioned some stuff about, um, you know, that these were big frogs for you. Just kind of explain like where you were coming from with the system. So Jacob, as he was explaining in the beginning um, or in, yeah, as, as he was explaining in the beginning, um, his mind, like the way he was setting goals was like, and I, I think this is a better way to do it. Like, I don't think you should do it the way I started out because it just makes it way harder on yourself. Um, basically the way I was approaching it was like, if I was going on a trip as well, I would assume I would be getting my packing done. I would assume I would be hanging out with my cousins and friends and all that. And I assumed I would be doing a bunch of like the, the work or the things I was going to be doing that week that were, I was going to be getting done anyways. I just kind of assumed they would be getting done. So I would add three or five or however many tasks it was that week on top of that. And then that would be what I would expect myself to get done in addition to traveling, whatever. So um, it did make it harder. Now this isn't traveling is just a great analogy in and of itself. For example, during the semester, my college semesters, I would assume I'd be getting all my work, my schoolwork done. So I would set a bunch of tasks for like my personal businesses and reading and some other habits and things like that. And so it did make it difficult in times like that when, when I would sometimes have to fail a task or put a task off, like an accountability task I had set um, for whatever reason. And I had to focus on school to get that done instead. It just made it, it just kind of can, um, not confused my focus. I don't think that's a good way to put it, but it just, just make it a little more difficult. And, and I don't think it was, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I still think it was possible. Um, I still believe it was possible for me to get almost every task I set done, but I don't think it was the right expectations for myself. That's the best way to put it. Um, like, yes, on, let me pick a week here. That's not a good one because I was already done school by then. Um, yeah, on like week 26, it was what, December 26th? No, that was also not a good week because I was also on break there. Okay, here's a good one. So week 20 of doing the system, it was November 14th. I was likely in school. I hope if it wasn't Thanksgiving break. Um, but here I have like four, yeah, like four blogging or TFF tasks set uh, in addition to all my schoolwork. Um, 
So was it physically possible for me to get all my schoolwork done that week and my blogging tasks I set? Yes, I, th I think I was physically capable of doing that. Um, but was it unrealistic expectations? Possibly, probably, um, because I failed every single task that week. So I don't know what I was doing school-wise that week or what excuse I had made for myself. Um, it was probably there. I mean, I was like, you know, if I'm not getting it done, I'm capable of doing it. It's likely an excuse there. Um, that's just my perspective on it. But all that to say, what I'm trying to say is not trying to, not trying to make allowances for myself to just take it easier, but maybe to change the way I'm setting tasks to make it more encouraging and productive. Um, so the way we kind of set tasks now is we look at the week ahead and look at the three most important things that we will be doing that week um, or something that we might need motivation to do. So what's a good example of this? You might want to correct me, Jacob, or if you have your own analogy here. But for example, if during the school week, um, I wouldn't ignore all my school that I had to get done anyways and set extra tasks. Um, say I had a test coming up. I would put my test, like preparing to study for my test as my number one task. And um, then I would set, say like a reading goal as my lower task. And for my middle task, I might set um, write an article for TFF or study for a different class. Um, so that kind of made, it's all pretty self-explanatory. You're like, yeah, I know, duh, why didn't you do that from the beginning? I don't know. I'm weird. But uh, <clears throat> that's helpful. So like if you find yourself just failing over and over and over and you're feeling like you're just swamped at this impossible, it's kind of dumb, you're just hemorrhaging money like I was in the beginning, you know, learn from those failures, kind of make some tweaks to the system or just how you're setting tasks. Because at the end of the day, I did need motivation to study for those tests. I didn't need motivation to do school and so the things I assumed I would be doing anyways. So it didn't hurt to make that part of my tasks, to make that part of the things I was actually putting on paper in being held accountable to do. I mean, that, you know, that helped. So um, that's I kind of rambled there a little bit, but that's kind of the, the gist of it. No, that's good. And um, I went and looked at the last five weeks ever since we kind of had this realization that we weren't on the same page. Um, and you didn't have perfect weeks by any means, um, by any means, but you did, I think, have on at least like three or four of those five weeks have like significant improvements, getting like a majority of your goals done. Um, I think once you had that mindset, change. And so I think it kind of comes back to not being on the same page in a lot of different areas. Me and you weren't on the same page. Um, you weren't on the same page Myself. with your system. Yeah. And then like your mind or like what you were actually going to do was on the same page with what you were like hoping to do, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, and so I think you, yeah, you, you got to like, yeah, do better um, about aligning this. If you're going to do the system yourself, um, just no, I don't know. I think it's helpful. Um, what I would always uh, write down for my goals is what am I going to focus on? What are the top three things I'm going to focus on this week? Or alternatively, what are my top three priorities for this week? And so if it's a big school week, then write down your school tasks. Like that's obviously as students, um, your number one job should be school. So write that down. Like, don't think just because you're an entrepreneur and you have all this stuff to do that um, you need to set down like, or set these big goals for your uh, businesses. But, you know, meanwhile, you're failing your school stuff because you aren't prioritizing that, like write down what you're actually going to prioritize. Uh, and I think that'll kind of help you be better aligned with your system. So um, anyways, I think we're about ready to wrap this one up here, but Terry, I wanted to 
let you kind of explain what you were explaining to me right before this call. Um, you were noticing how a lot of these tasks, and maybe this comes from our difference in mindset on like how we were setting tasks, but a lot of your tasks were recurring tasks, um, like writing blog posts, um, recording course videos, recording podcasts, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All good goals that you want to accomplish on a regular basis, um, but that you would regularly procrastinate um, because, yeah, and just because I think you struggle with consistency, so you needed that added motivation to get them done. Um, And what you told me was these are kind of like frogs in your life, um, which you could explain that, that needed some external motivation to get done. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts on that. We got a little bit of time left. Uh, so kind of what were you thinking with that and what do you think went wrong with that? All right. So the frog term, in case you haven't heard of that, just scroll through the previous episodes. I recorded like a whole 30 minute solo episode on describing what that is. So I'm going to stop myself from doing that again here because I don't have the time. Um, but if you're curious on what that term means, it's essentially just, um, well, you can go back to that episode to listen to an in-depth explanation. But the short version is it's it's just a a difficult task. It's like a difficult thing you have to do that you don't want to do that you have to do. And it's like a frog. And so it's a book called eat that frog. Um, by Barry and Tracy in case you're curious, but, um, it is an interesting point because those like take, take blogging, for example, like writing a, a blog article or writing an article, however you want to word it. I'm fairly good at it. Like I'm not the greatest. I'm mediocre, um, but I can write a blog post and I can write like when I say fairly good at it, I mean, like I've seen some um, fellow students complain about writing a thousand word paper or a 1500 or 2000 word paper, but I would regularly write like my most of my minimum posts were around two. Most of my posts were around a minimum of 2000 words. Sometimes I'd hit like 3000. Don't know if I ever hit 4000, but I wrote some big posts. So I'm not bad at writing as in like writing an article isn't incredibly hard on a technical scale for me. Um, but I've to this day, I still have not figured out why I can't do it week in and week out. And I hesitate to say can't because I know physically I'm fully capable of writing a blog post every week. Um, but there was some kind of mental block there. Something I hadn't figured out. I still don't think I've quite figured it out. Um, all that to say, scrolling back through the tasks, the, the the history, the log of the screenshots we've been taking, I noticed there was a lot of recurring tasks like that. Um, one thing I noticed I, I did, and I don't know why, I should have learned from this in the moment, I guess I just didn't catch it, was that like five weeks in a row, in one particular stretch, five weeks in a row, I had the same task on there, and I failed it every time. And it was uh, writing a blog post specifically, but writing a specific blog post. And I failed it every time. And I'm not entirely sure why I didn't catch that and make some adjustments. Because that's what the system should be doing when you're doing this with another person. Um, they're holding you accountable to learning from your failures failures and adjusting. Uh, maybe there was something in life, whether it was school or something else, that was taking up my mental space and I was distracted. I don't know. Um, one thing I think I tended to do that I would caution you against is that I would put a task that was quite difficult for me on this accountability system for the week. But just by putting it on there, I assumed I would get it done and I wouldn't take the necessary steps outside of the system to ensure I did. 
So here's an example. Say I had to write a blog post. I did not want to write that blog post, but I knew I needed to. It was important. Or I needed to within reason, like there was no one that was going to come kill me or take all my money if I didn't. I wasn't going to be kicked out of school. It wasn't that level of needed to, but it was still necessary. Like I still needed to write this blog post for our blog to put content out. Um, it was an important task, but I didn't necessarily want to do it. Um, just by putting it on the system, I would kind of assume that would that would it would happen, but that's not the case. Um, what I needed to do was probably, and I think there's some, we'll get into this more next episode, by the way, but I think what I needed to do was make it either more specific, more direct, or put some kind of qualifying addition to that task, as in write this blog post in the library, on campus, the school library. And if I did not write that blog post on campus in the school library specifically, then I, that, I would fail that task. I don't know if that would help or not, but I think what that would do, it would put me in the right environment to get the task done. That would get over a hump. So rather than just it being write this blog post, it would have some extra things added to it to ensure I was in the right environment with the right mindset to, to getting done. Um, that's just some, this is coming all off the top of my head though. So I don't know. I would have to actually put this into practice to see, um, to test it, to test these theories. But it, it was interesting for sure because there was there was a lot of things like that that I think I needed to learn how to eat frogs. I think I got a little better with that at the end of my last semester, which we'll talk more about in this next episode. Um, but we're about to this Zoom meeting we're on is going to run out of time here in a second. So I'm just going to go wrap this episode up. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed kind of the sneak peek in the look into kind of the system Jacob and I had running. Uh, if you guys want to hear more about the actual lessons we learned and other interesting things like that, uh, check out the following episode that's coming out. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it. 